right? Mm. And, and their kingdom is, is this utopian uh, idea of, of, of perfection. It, it's to overthrow the kingdoms of this world, the kingdom of God, uh, in, in an effort to establish their own kingdom. So absolutely, Marxism ha has, has an eschatology. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the faith. Welcome to episode 81 of the Carpe Fide podcast. We've broken into the 80s now uh, with our once a week, with our once a week uh, recordings. This is, this is taking us some time, but we got here, Jess. Yeah, we've, uh, I mean, I don't even know how much time it's taken. But we did make it. Approximately 81 weeks, uh, give or take, uh, you know, time off. What do we do? <laughs> so in the 70s, we did 0070s. So what do we do in the 80s? Yeah, uh, Nothing. Cowabunga, <laughs> dude? Anything. Nope, you don't do anything. <laughs> was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the 80s? Sure. Was it? I mean, you you lived in the 80s. I, I don't know anything about it. It was like my childhood. So it really would okay. have been like like real 90s, actually. Oh, it was okay. more 90s. Oh, well. It's okay. I tried. You did a great job. <laughs> we it's have all a, vintage to me. <laughs> we... You're so beautiful. You're so young. We we have a special guest on with us tonight, uh, and we are super excited to introduce him. And I've been trying to figure out how to, a good way to introduce him. Uh, so, basically, you may have heard him explode onto the scene through a podcast episode about soul food, and since then he's been on a meteoric rise to the to the nether heights of the G3 ministry. He's got. More airwaves than an iPhone. He's got more traveling miles than the Harlem Globetrotters. He is the <laughs> one, the only, Omaheezy himself, Virgil Walker. How you doing, Virgil? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, that was pretty impressive, man. You, you, you kind of went there. I'm I, doing, was, I was working well, on how it. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great, man. We're super excited to have you on. I told you, I was th I've been thinking about it all day. That really wasn't that bad. That it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. How do I introduce? How do I introduce Virgil? I don't I, know. I thought I thought I thought you, I thought you were gonna sing or something. Oh no, heavens I mean, no! I was, I was like, uh oh, what's he gonna do? I do not have the pipes of one Daryl. Daryl Harrison. I do not have his pipes. He can. Uh, he, no, I get it. I can't do that. I wasn't even gonna try that. <laughs> I have some wit. That's all I got. I'm with you. I can't do it. Uh, but we are we are super excited to talk to you about something that really kind of burns. I think. Well, I think I think it burns hard, hard in the heart of every person who's trying to do ministry uh, for for the sovereign Lord. It, it's it's the idea of Marxism in the culture. Um, before we get there, I thought it might be good uh, to just give a brief rundown of yourself for maybe the few you know the what five people yeah, that like listen to us that don't that don't know you because <laughs> they should. Darn it. <laughs> so who's Virgil Walker? What's he doing now? No himself? doubt. How did no, he get man. here? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm I'm. I'm doing quite a few things, man. Humble to be with you guys. Awesome opportunity to connect. Love what you guys do. You're everywhere in social media, and it's absolutely awesome to see. As, as far as me, um, I you know work at G3. I'm the executive director of operations uh, for G3 Ministries. Uh, I do. I, I take care of all of the um, conference-based ministry. Uh, so everything dealing with, with any one of the national G3 conferences or regional G3 conferences, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later, um, any of the workshops that we have with expository preaching workshops or, or, uh, or our uh, biblical worship workshops, uh, I'm involved in. So if it's a workshop or some kind of an event, uh, I'm directly involved in providing oversight for that, planning, uh, strategizing, all of that. We, in addition, we also have uh, Scott Annual. He is the executive vice president uh, an editor-in-chief. He handles everything related to print materials, uh, books. He's running G3 Press, uh, all the all the content that are, that's out on our uh, on our website. I mean, you name it. Uh, he, he's he's doing it. We collaborate a little bit on on um, uh, you know on different issues. One, he he does some uh, teaching in some of the workshops. Uh, in addition, he's allowed me in, in, uh, to do some edit, editing work and. Uh, just have some some you know some say into what what's happening on that uh, on that curriculum side on the on the side where we're producing content for uh, for others and so love 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 going to work every day it is an absolute joy uh, to work at G3 uh, with the president and founder uh, Dr. Josh Bice so that's kind of the professional side on the personal side uh, I am a father of three 
my daughter, Princess, uh, son, Princeton, and then the youngest son is Price. Uh, Princess and Princeton are in Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, I'm in Douglasville, uh, Georgia. Uh, so the, the, our, our youngest, uh, who just turned 18, uh, is with us there in Douglasville. He made the transition uh, while the other two stayed. Uh, I'm the, the husband of Tamika Walker, and um, she is an amazing woman. And my prayer would be that you get a chance to, to spend some time with her, maybe at the next G3 event. Uh, you will definitely never forget my wife, Tamika. So uh, we, we, we love what we're doing. We're kind of at that stage of life where uh, the kids are about to all be out, uh, and we're at home. Uh, and so for us, as I kind of thought about what, what I want to spend the, the, the back half of my years doing, uh, and when the opportunity to, uh, to connect with G3 came along, I thought, man, this is, this is an opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm definitely going to take advantage of it. Uh, most, most people know me from, uh, from uh, Just Thinking, the Just Thinking podcast, and uh, with Daryl Harrison. Uh, love doing that uh, show with him. Uh, is an absolute absolute blast. It's, it's it, it really is about a once a month now, uh, just given both of our schedules with between speaking and uh, the work that he does, the work that I do. Um, but out of that has flowed a lot, a ton of ministry books, uh, speaking opportunities, uh, you name it. It's been an absolute joy. That's that's everything, pretty much everything about me. That's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful story. I feel like I mean I Thank feel you. like we listened we started listening to just thinking when it was when it was. I don't know. Certainly not what it is now. Um, yeah. So I feel like I feel like we were cool before it was cool. Yeah, oh, we were yeah, definitely yeah. cool. <laughs> De- definitely, we were definitely cool before. Yeah. So that's probably before we even get started. I just want to. I, I know I've gotten to say this to you personally, but I think it, it's good for uh, everybody that that listens. You, you, and you and Daryl were such a huge encouragement uh, to us. This is what four years ago. So what, like, like. 2018 beginning of the year you guys you guys kicked off right about january february right there and um yep. and man uh we i i started listening to you my, my mom actually bumped into you first and she wow. passed it over to me and and so we picked it up at the soul food episode and uh and then so then we got to go back through you know i think you guys had an episode on education before that and a couple and and then and then just just devouring your your content uh because we had we had been going to uh, the the Thriving Frequency Conference, which is coming out of Epiphany Church in Philadelphia, which was Dr. Eric Mason, uh, and uh, and wow. that, that was going hard woke hard like really yeah. So super we fast. went we went one year like two thousand and uh, Jesus like two thousand Thir- it was like two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen and then we went three years yeah. in a row and for three years it got progressively more. Woke. Progressive, <laughs> the progressive, yeah, social justice, and uh, and we hit the wow. uh, by the third year, we were in the doldrums. We were like we're so carrying discouraged. white. We we're just like white guilt, white like we like we can't we can't minister in any context that would even be remotely diverse. Like we just have to like wow. there was no they wouldn't allow it, and we're like wait, but we have we like what are we not are we not allowed to. Are we not allowed to talk to anybody that's not white? Because we're white. I mean, <laughs> so like, we were just devouring, we're bottlenecked here. <laughs> every resource we could get, um, you know, and we're, no matter where it would come from, to try to bring that back to a biblical perspective. We're like, this is not what God's word says. This is not correct. Right. And then, and then, yeah, like so, 2018 was about uh, it was about three three years, four years after we had going to the last conference and we're like we're never going back we're never doing it i mean we were taking our whole church we were trying to learn how to do we wanted to be able to effectively minister to to in our in our relatively small town we have a we have a very solid urban section we have a a college section we have a college in our in our town um and then we've got i mean i just refer to it as the wasp section the the white anglo-saxon protestant section and we have these sections that i wanted we wanted to be effectively administering to all of the families and and homes in these sections including the college students and we just wanted to be equipped, and man, it, it got so bad. Um, yeah. And then about four years, three, four years later, when we bumped in to, to your podcast, and we're like, "Praise Jesus!" I'm like, this wow. is, they're it. reading the same Bible we're reading. This is great. <laughs> so, wow. so for you having no idea uh, that you were ministering to a, a whole little church community in South Jersey at that time, you you most wow. definitely were. 
Um, I find it ironic now that you you waited for Daryl to leave Georgia to go to it. That is kind of funny to me. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, Dar- oh, Dar- he's he's over in California. I'll go. I'll go to Georgia now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let me let me just say this, brothers. I you know I'm, I I watch you guys and and I'm I'm a fan of what you do. I just think it's uh, just visually engaging, uh, theologically sound. Uh, love everything that you guys are doing. What I'm seeing, it's 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 amazing. And so, um, you guys have met me, so you know. And maybe your audience does not. I'm not. I don't. I, I, I'm I'm so grateful for how God has used the podcast. Uh, but I don't think of myself as some a celebrity or be somebody who's important. Uh, I'm a guy just like anybody else who's who you know is, is trying to do his best to to love God, love neighbor. Um, is, is living out the gospel in the best way that I know how, and uh, and I'm committed to uh, a local body of believers that keeps me accountable to make sure that that happens. And so, uh, man, when I hear stories like that, I mean, even you know, four years coming up on five years for Daryl and me later, as as we've heard the stories, we're 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 both always amazed by by the places and spaces that God has taken the podcast and and has used it for His glory. So, man, appreciate you sharing that. Praise yeah. the Lord, and I will tell you, they say. Never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Well, they lied to you because when we met Virgil, I'm disappointed in we those were, people. We were not disappointed. <laughs> Everything we could have imagined. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like how we can like sum up just how bad it was. So, I, at this frequency conference, right, I went to, I w- we went to. <laughs> everyone was talking about white privilege, and we're like, okay. So there was a, there was a breakout session led ironically by a white man. Uh, called like talking about what white privilege is and we're like okay maybe we'll we'll learn some some things about what this is and we get there literally i i this is not even exaggerating the very first thing this man says is if you question or need to know what a definition of white privilege is then you just need to get up and leave and i'm like but this is literally a breakout session on what white privilege is i'm like, <laughs> I'm like should we i'm like yeah. should you just are you canceling the session then because that's what this is about it was it was bad, Virgil. We were in a deep dark place. It it, it was a it was a wonderful, refreshing. Uh, it was a washing of the word to uh, to come across the Just Thinking podcast. But yeah, Justin's wow, already said that's, that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Unbelievable. It was, yeah. uh, and you did it before. It was cool. You guys really starting and confusing. That trend. <laughs> so yeah. we were thankful. Yeah, we were. We were. I mean, we actually our first podcast was actually in December of seventeen, and so. By 18, you know, rolled around. We we were, I mean, we we're already kind of hitting it in, in stride, mainly because of both both my background and Daryl's background. So we were, you know, we we knew that 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 folks were always trying to leverage some some facet of of, of black privilege, uh, and and and, uh, and and kind of wanting to cash in on white guilt. Uh, so we had no problem addressing it when we saw it and and talking about it. But I, I, I don't, I think it really, for us, in a small way, I know that the George Floyd episode was like earth shattering. Mm. Uh, but for us, uh, within reform circles anyway, by the time we had hit uh, MLK 50, uh, that's when a lot of folks started paying attention. Um, and we were dealing with the, with the Matt Chandler, you know, he'll, he'll take a, he'll take a mm-hmm. black who, a black guy who's you know, a black seven rather than a black six and, all that nonsense. And that was about the time that things really kind of cranked up. Yeah, he was. Uh, he he was a little a little crazy with the uh, identifying a black seven and a white eight. That that whole MLK thing did did go crazy <laughs> real fast. Um, and yeah, my, my, my thought my thought bro, my thought brothers was look I'm I'm the black ten so what you gonna do with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Why are our numbers so low? I feel like... <laughs> I just couldn't figure out why we're why we're not trying right. to hire only ten right. tens at Pastor. Why are we <laughs> aiming to find? <laughs> well, in nursing school, we always said C's get degrees, so that's maybe C's, that's C's is, do, do they degrees. do that in seminary too? I don't know. I'm just saying if you're if you you know I don't know. <laughs> look, stop it. We do not have time to go down a rabbit trail of the fact that we have ruin ministry by making it vocational solely as it is. All right, we don't have time for that. We have a podcast to do. <laughs> and with that is a perfect jumping off point. The MLK 50 thing, which really did, I, I just remember having listened to the podcast and then you started really getting to MLK 50 and then you kept talking about how crazy it was. There's so many more 
listens and downloads and you were so like this is amazing i don't know i don't know where you're all coming from but this is this is great we're so thankful for you guys and uh using that as a jump off point our topic tonight just so everybody knows is how the bible is the best medicine for our marxist culture how the bible is the best medicine for our marxist culture so we have four questions they're kind of big but we know that a man of dare of virgil's uh uh What's the word I'm looking for? Virgil's qualifications. We'll say qualifications. <laughs> Can easily handle these questions. Expertise. Uh, <laughs> expertise. So with that expertise in mind, here's our first question for you, Virgil. Do you think it's fair to simply call the victim class wars of intersectionality out as Marxism? Because I find the term cultural Marxism to be like social justice. We attach the adjective and it just kind of soft pedals the noun. I kind of feel like our culture is just trending Marxist. Do you think that sounds right? No, I, I think that's spot on. I really do. I don't, uh, I, I, think, I think the thought process behind it is, is, is spot on. The challenge is, I think, is that the rest of culture has have done to the word Marxist what they've done to the word racist, right? Hmm. Uh, meaning, uh, it, because of the fact that that uh, oftentimes when we uh, when we're addressing social justice, folks who don't really understand the origins of a social justice or b you know either critical race theory uh, or, or or some or some version there or critical theory, uh, they, they really don't understand the nuances. They'll simply throw the term Marxist, and what happens when that term gets abused and misused? It it's it's good for nothing. Right. And so you really have to, I think, redefine all, all of these terms for people. Uh, in other words, when you're when you're talking, when you're leveraging the idea of, of Marxism, you have to let them know what you just said. You know what, what you're talking about as it pertains to social justice. That, that's been tried. Uh, and and, and, it, and it, what what re- resulted was tens of millions of people end up dying because of ty- the tyrannical nature of the, the Marxist ideology that, that you're promoting. And, and so th- there needs to be a connection. We, it, when we use language now, we, we have to define terms. Mm. And you guys, you know, you've been a part of checking out Just Thinking for quite some time. I think one of the things that people benefit from more times than not with Just Thinking is that we actually take the time to define the terminologies. And I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna use the term, um, especially with people who don't understand or don't know, I think it's important to define the term. I think if you told me, or if we're if, if we're having a conversation and, and we all kind of know what we're talking about and, and just nail it down and say, you know what, forget the cultural aspect. This is just Marxist. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's a fair assessment of what we're dealing with in our current day. Um, it, it, it absolutely is what you know what we're seeing in culture. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think if if you go back to kind of the origins of Marxism, uh, it wasn't it was economic theory, right? I mean, it, 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 it came from economic theory. You had you had the, the proletariat, the bourgeoisie, you know, the, the, the landowners, those who who didn't have. And there was the, there was the desire to see both of those groups of people clash with one another in an effort to see the proletariat actually overtake the bourgeoisie. Right. That was that was Marx's whole ideological uh, brainchild. The, the, the challenge was when when it didn't work. Right. When, 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 when he was unable to, to mobilize most of the proletariat to do to to do the overthrowing, to really get into a revolution. Well, that that, that later sparked all, all, all of those who came who came after Marx. The, the, the ideas around the, the cultural, quote unquote, Marxism was we need to identify and segment more groups of culture. Uh, you know, in, in our day and time, it's. You know, it's 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 the gender you know issue. It's it's the it's the whole intersectional you know myriad of of, of victimhood classes. Uh, everyone gets their own victimhood trophy and award. Mm-hmm. Why? So that they can so that they can cling to that idea and then gather themselves together as a group in an effort to overthrow the powers that be. And and, and in our culture, the powers that be are you know are are. Uh, the, the, the patriarch, our uh, white cisgender males, right, and 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 so on and so on. So, when when you when th- there is a distinction, I think that needs to be made between Marxism, which was economic theory, and and what it's morphed into, the cultural Marxist piece. That's a conversation for us to have in a podcast where we can intellectually kind of dissect what's taking place. But I do think it is a fair assessment 
to look at what's happening and go, yeah, this is Marxist. I mean, this is there's there's no two ways about it. I, when, when you have people in the the, the folks who are, are are over Black Lives Matter, uh, Patrice Kalors, Opal Tometi, and the, yep. those, those ladies who started Black Lives Matter, who who openly say, yeah, we're trained Marxists. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. There, there's no soft. There's no softening that, right? You just, you just, you just deal with it and uh, and, and and address it. But yes, I think it's a fair assessment. At the same time, my argument would be it's imperative. It's important to line these things out, to unpack them, and to explain them in a way so that those who aren't up to speed understand what they're saying. Well, they were very good at economics since uh, they have very large houses now. So clearly, they. They had trained in economics and figured out how to get themselves some money. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I think. I think for me, when I'm when I say, because you're right, it was inherently an economic theory, but it was so much more than that. Um, and when you yeah. when you drill down into the Communist Manifesto and you start to unpack some of these ideas, and then you see the the practical application in Karl Marx's life. As he lived out mm-hmm. um, the, yeah. there's nothing else to call it. it the incredible is. laziness, the just the slothful, just arrogance of Karl Marx, just the way he abused his family. It was it's it's awful. So when you see that, I think what we really see, and this is probably how this is probably where you're right. Defining terms, I see Marxism as going beyond the the economic theory that was trying to be espoused yeah. and digging down to what he actually saw um, was the the fighting against the hegemony the powers that be the those that hold the power um, and and when you when you realize that it, he wrote in his poetry and in his play he has Satan exalted as this great rebel leader against the "Quote unquote hegemonic power of the universe that is God, and he right. he has an affinity for this this Satan, this great leader of the rebellion. Right. Um, and I think I don't know I don't know how you see it, but I feel like I see that in in, in the intersectionality intersectionality of the culture. Um, this victimhood Olympics kind of feels like it plays into that that mindset." I don't know if you is that. Do you feel like you see that more and more? Yeah, no, I I, I do. I think you know when when we've talked about this in the past. I think Daryl has actually really coined this idea that, um, that that Marxism really is eschatological, right? And 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 you you put your finger on on it with the with with, with you know hey here's here's this satanic figure that that's trying to overthrow. You know the hegemonic powers that be, which ultimately is God. His war ultimately was with God, and the desire on on the part of Marx and and, and Marxist theorists were to bring forth their kingdom, right? Mm. And, and and their kingdom is is this utopian uh, idea of, of of perfection. It's to overthrow the kingdoms of this world, the kingdom of God, uh, in, a, in an effort to establish their own kingdom. So, absolutely, Marxism ha- has has an eschatology. Mm. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> those who hold to those ideas in our day, they have an eschatological end as well. You know, their their thought process is for them now. Government is God, uh, and they just want to control those. They just want to control those systems. Yeah, that's that's just spot on. Yeah, it's hundred percent right. I mean, it, as stuff just continues to unfold around us, I just feel like it become it does become more and more just obvious and i and i feel like i feel like it's to the point where even even things like um while while our hope is certainly not here but i feel like things like even secular conservatism is is pushing back against some of those forces as well and saying wait no what what's going on and i think that's a perfect opportunity to for christians to be like no there's there is something going on and and here's what it is let me tell you and show you uh man yeah. is sinful and you need a savior and that savior is Jesus <laughs> come play for the right team. <laughs> but, but it is, it is increasingly in, like, it's just so blatantly obvious to me that it's just become such a religion with all of the LGBTQ intersectionality yeah. things going on. It is just, um, I mean, you know, oftentimes I would think like, you know, well, it, 
culture or society has gotten so much better since the first century AD, right? You know, they had they had temples to pagan goddesses and would would you know uh, gallivant and do do all of these debased things. But and and now we're in twenty twenty two, and you know that happens on a weekend in LA, you know, and, and it's like, oh no, this the, the religiosity of these acts uh, have not really abated. They they are certainly here, and they are not. Mm-hmm. They are not divine. <laughs> they really. Oh, yeah. I mean, that at the at the end of the day, human being human human beings are going to are going to be engaged in some form uh, of worship, and uh, as a result, right. uh, if we're not worshiping if we're not worshiping the true and living God, uh, we'll end up you know we'll we'll, car- we'll carve a we'll carve a, a deity out of out of wood. Uh, erected and call it God and bow down to it. I mean, Scripture's clear about that. And so, I mean, we're seeing that in every way with, with you know, with, with the ideas that are. Again, these aren't. These aren't. None of this is new. It's it's all just old stuff being being rehashed, regurgitated, you know, and and, and lived out all over again, uh, believing the same lie uh, that was told in the garden, you know, and and uh, and and people people are are, are really de- detached. From reality, I mean, this is a Romans one situation all over again, right? I mean, uh, that we 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 end up suppressing the truth of God in unrighteousness, and then as as a result, you know, he, he steps away, he steps back, and and in that we experience the 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 actual uh, horror of our own depravity. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I I feel like it's always hard then to take this and then drill down into the practical, but. But you can see the shifting right in the culture. And, you know, if we have an incident where there is an there is an altercation between a white officer and a black man, we can exalt then the race, the racial identity. We can we can we can create conflict inside of the the racial class. If if we have an issue where um, Roe, Roe v. Wade gets say Minneapolis, <laughs> right? The teachers, the teachers unions. Yeah, the Minneapolis teachers unions, the, the new law that's now passed where, you know, if you're going to have to excise uh, teachers, you have to get rid of those that are not part of a minority uh, first. You know, that's it's a racist policy. I, but but even like, you know, gender, we have to we have to if there's an if if some doctor pushes back on on transitioning a, a nine-year-old then we then we can exalt the gender class struggle mm. we can we can exalt the 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 woman's class struggle with with roe v wade we can exalt so we're just we're, we have the bourgeoisie and the proletariat we just have thousands of them now um and all they yep. all that all it yep. is is that marxism being broken down and i find it yeah, exactly right I find it. It's like they keep moving the goalposts. It's trying. It's like trying to nail Jello to the wall. And so, for me to get it to a practical standpoint, I keep running back to the fact there's nowhere to go unless you're going to hold up God's word. We have no standard, if not God's objective standard. Uh, right. So, in in your view, is there a, is there any other practical way? to bring about equality and, and, and justice, true equality, is there any other way apart from God's word? And, and then kind of how and why is that the case? Because there's got to be a reason. And I think we, that's what the practical nature kind of needs to bring out. How and why do we need God's word to, to, to bring some sort of order out of this chaos? Yeah, well, I, 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 you said a number of different things that, that I completely agree with. One 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 is that it's 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 either Christ or chaos, right? That that's the world we're living in. It's it's either Christ, or or we we bow the knee to chaos and just watch watch the whole thing implode. Uh, the, the the other thing that I think is that's really important that that, that you were kind of un, un, unpacking for us there is is, is there, there is there there aren't there aren't any other options here. Uh, one of the things that you said, which I thought was was really smart, was you know by what standard. We, we have to have a standard by which to determine right from wrong, good from evil, who a woman is, what a man is, you know, and, 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 and the roles that we're supposed to that we're supposed to play. I mean, if, if, if we've abandoned uh, observable reality, um, there's 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 no standard and, and everybody's way can be right to them. It's, it's kind of like scripture in the Old Testament when uh, when the children of Israel were. We're under the, the the judges, and and you know you would you'd end up reading every everyone did what was right in, in, in their own eyes, 
um, it, it's that kind of a, it's, it's that kind of a situation uh, that we're living in now. So as as believers, uh, it's imperative for us to to grip tightly uh, to the Word of God and and uh, and to know it, to understand it, to be able to articulate it, uh, and, and for it to be more than just something that gets dusted off on a Sunday morning. But it it needs to be something that we engage in. Uh, in, in every facet of life, mm. to, to, to answer every every question, every issue, every challenge uh, that comes up, I've, I've had a chance to to be uh, to, to do some commentating on other programs and, uh, and, and in other spaces, and I know they get sick of me, or, or maybe they don't. But every time there's an issue, the first thing I do is I grab I grab the scripture, man. I you know did did, did that today. I said, listen, you know, th- there's this issue that's coming up. Uh, around around culture and music and, and and its influence, I think I think we got to pick up pick up our Bible, figure out what God's Word says about it, so that we can rightly divide uh, what's happening. Uh, we can see clearly uh, the the Word of God the, 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 is the light of truth. Uh, it, it provides for the believer, uh, a, a, first of all, a mirror to reflect their own image to understand what's going on that's wrong on the inside of them. Hmm. Uh, then it, th- then hmm. at, thereafter, it, it's a window. By which we can look out and see the rest of the world and what's what's uh, what needs to take place, and so we've got to use the word in in that way. And uh, it, again, it, it should strike most uh, most fiercely in the heart of believers, right? I mean, what what one of the things I see that that really bothers me is uh, you you mentioned, brother, you mentioned uh, the se- secular conservatism. Right. And, and while I'm thankful for everyone who who wants to conserve traditionalism, wants to conserve uh, a, a Judeo-Christian view of, of, of country, of, of you know, of, of the, the way we live. I think, you know, apart from apart from the, the, the Bible, conservatism doesn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. Right. Apart from Scripture. Amen. Uh, We're need the organ. Where's the organ at? I don't, I don't have any <laughs> organ over here. Right. So <laughs> Different right. podcasts. Apart, apart from, apart from, uh, from, from holding to a Judeo-Christian worldview, what you end up having with the, with the secular, with the secular conservative, is that they'll begin to, they'll begin to embrace some of the LGBTQ, two uh, plus A ampersand mm-hmm. issues, right? Yeah. They'll be, they'll begin embracing those and saying, yeah, you know, we, we can overlook that because, and and they'll, they'll have their own justification for that. And, and again, that, 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 that slope ends up going in the wrong direction. Yep. So it, it's imperative. Again, all of that to say, I mean, it's imperative that we hold on to the anchor of the word, that we hold on to that anchor of truth, uh, and, and, and that we, we're able to, ap- to, to, to adequately, to accurately, uh, to effectively articulate what's, what's in those pages. Man, you bring up the cultural secularism, and and you you when you speak about it that way, it just reminds me because there is <laughs> so many people want to rip how the country was founded away from the yes. Christian worldview as if there was a bunch of deists when there was maybe one, <laughs> maybe one of them was deists, and then you you go to a something like the the. Pennsylvania Constitution, so the, the actual Constitution of the Pennsylvania that they wrote out in 1776, where in order to be an office holder, you had to swear this. This is the, the oath you had to swear. I do believe in one God, the creator and governor of the universe, the rewarder of the good and the punisher of the wicked. And I do acknowledge the scriptures of the Old and New Testament to be given by divine inspiration. It's It was their literal <laughs> oath of office. And yeah. And it just screams to the reality of how perverse we've allowed um, these ideas, these these cultural ideas to come up. And if you are going to try to bring us back to to something that resembles rationality, you right. can't do it without a standard. It's not possible. No. We're only slight. You're, you're just right. We're only sliding further down that hill. <laughs> Uh, and the, it's funny because you'd think if they keep saying that we're progressing, but we're just sliding backwards. <laughs> yeah. oh, exactly oh, man. Right. Um, exactly right. So in, if you were to like really make it, um, by the way, in case you're unaware, uh, one of the, the favored commentators on the, on the podcast fearless with Jason Whitlock is 
Virgil Walker. Uh, I mean, he's he's practically he's pra- I mean he's practically going to get a second home in Nashville just to be more <laughs> easily accessible to Jason Whitlock. Um, but he did a phenomenal job. That, that what he's referring to, they they spoke on on hip hop culture today on the the Fearless podcast with Jason Whitlock. So go give that a listen because uh, Virgil did uh, bring the heat, uh, calling us wow. to accountability. We must hold the standard of God's word high. So praise the Lord, and I'm I'm very thankful for that. Um, and if you didn't know, now you know. So go give it a listen. <laughs> we we always get excited where the where the light the the, the light that the yeah. truth brings is shined, yeah. shown. Yes. Shinned into these, into these spaces. It, it always, yeah. there's nothing quite no, like I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm grateful uh, for any opportunity that on, on anyone's platform. The thing is, um, I'm, I'm with, with the one you just mentioned with, uh, with Jason Whitlock, the, the, the beauty of that is I think he's just, he can, he's continuing to grow. So, admittedly. So he's, he's admitted he's continuing to grow in his faith and, his understanding of the, of the Word of God, and and uh, any place where I can go, where I don't have to mute, uh, uh, mm-hmm. silence, uh, uh, yeah. you know, put together my words uh, in any way, shape, or form differently than I would for any other audience. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and 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 I'm, I'm I feel fortunate in that in, in that particular space. Um, that that's not the case. They they actually asked me to come to bring. The, the worldview that 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 I hold dear and and to be crystal clear about it. So I'm just trying to learn to effectively. I mean, I'm I'm used to a three hour podcast, right? So, <laughs> so now 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 I've got to figure it out in about you know two three minutes. And so it it's been a it's been a great muscle to exercise. I'm learning so so much, and uh, hopefully be a be an even more effective communicator as a result. Well, I I'm always I, yeah no you're that is that is the problem with the podcast is that I do not get to hear Delano or you go off for another 30 minutes on the top. (laughs) And Jason's so snippy with that. He's like, "Uh, okay, great to see you. Have a good day. Take care. And it's just done. Yeah. You're just done. Next, ne- yeah. next topic. Next, next interview. And I'm just like, like, wait, no, are they okay? I, I wanted they to hear more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Del- Delano is a monster. I loved listening to that brother. He's a, he's a young guy who's just absolutely brilliant. And then uh, Chuck Knox, our, our dear, our dear brother, uh, David Shannon. He just he every once in a while he'll peek his. His uh, bald head in with his, with his beautiful with beautiful his beautiful beard. beard and, That's right. Uh, and, yeah, man, and, and, and just deliver some gold nuggets, man. It's it's a it's a blessing. I don't want to get down the road, but I did not know that Delano was associated with the Woodson and the Woodson Institute. I didn't know that, but man, now yes. I I just keep finding more and more things. That, anyway, sitting here and there. This is, we, oh, we got things to talk about. <laughs> Virgil, I, I want you, I just want you to know that Justin Justin <laughs> at G three this past this past year. Uh, we were talking to somebody. It was it was kind of like later in the evening, right? We were talking to somebody. This wonderful young man came up. It, yeah, we were just chatting with him. It was great. I'm like, uh, the, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I blink, and Justin's not at my table anymore. And I'm like, where, where, <laughs> like, where did he go? And I like look around, and he's over like talking to some other guys. And then I just see him sprint. And he was chasing Delano Squires up the escalator. I'm like, did I just watch my brother fanboy over somebody? And I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is. But he booked it up those stairs. It's <laughs> not my most proudest moment, virtual. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I, it, here's, here's the crazy part, man. I, I, I about did the same thing over the internet. So I, you know, I was watching him for a while do, do his thing. I loved the content he was delivering, was trying to figure out, is this guy reformed? Is he, where is he at? So I just messaged him on socials and uh, on, on a Twitter, you know, on, on his Twitter account, just, hey, brother, I've been watching you for a minute, love what you do, and that kind of thing. And then he flips he flips the script. He's like, bro, it's you and, and, and you and, and Daryl, y'all have been doing it for a minute, man. I've been, I've been a fan of y'all. I'm like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> So I chased was, him down on an escalator, Virgil. He's literally trying yeah. to leave the car. I chased him down on the escalator. <laughs> just wants to go home. Like, <laughs> it was so Hilarious. embarrassing. I'm like, I don't want to be too creepy, 
But Delato, I've just been so <laughs> blessed by all of your I, I, your writing, your speaking oh. is phenomenal. <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's a he's a he's a dear brother, man. I, I really really have enjoyed getting to know him and. And, uh, you know, from time to time, if there's an issue or there's something happening in culture, uh, I'll be I'll be quick to pick up the phone and and just, hey, Delano, let me run, you know, two or three things by you and get your brain power on it. And, and you know, we'll do the He'll do the same thing or, or what have you. And uh, if, I, I, if I've written an article, I'll shoot because I, I just so respect his writing. I'll shoot something his way and he'll take a look, give me a critique, flip it back and. You know, just just a lot of great things like that kind of happening behind the scenes as as guys like him, like me and Daryl and, and, and Knott and others are just trying to grow. That's and, awesome. Know, as, as, as as communicators, it's been really good. Yeah, we're we're a little too small time. We've been trying to message him on because I really want to. Justin's try. been trying to <laughs> message Justin. <laughs> I've been trying. I, I still want to. I don't want to get too deep into the G three yet. I want to ask one more question first, but sure, I really, sure, sure. I really do want to. See if I can get an interview with Delano once when we're down at G three. It would be like the highlight of my. <laughs> so I've been messaging yeah. him. I've been messaging. We're bigger on Instagram, and he's he's not real big on Instagram. He's he's bigger on Twitter. So we're yeah. trying to. I'm trying to bridge the gap, but I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> if, if you if you know if you know his routine, he's he's on Eastern time. So about four thirty, from about four thirty to about five six o'clock is his tweet time, and then he's done. So he, he'll notes? blow up Twitter. Oh, You'll see him about 4 o'clock Eastern. Take PM. notes. It's burning my brain as soon as he's saying it. I don't need to take notes yep. on this. I've got yep. it now. He, he'll, 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 he'll blow up Twitter for about, about an hour, and then he's done. And then you know, and then he'll be back. Yeah, the that, next that's day. funny that's because he goes, he goes in and goes nuclear on some people too. <laughs> yes. He just, yes. Yes. All right. All right, I'm yes. gonna stop. I'm gonna stop fanboying over over Delano Squires. <laughs> I already fanboyed over Virgil at the beginning. I gotta stop this. Um, <laughs> in a practical way, from for, from your perspective, how sure. can the Bible empower Christians, like in our everyday, to actually yeah. stand firm in the face of this constant chaos in this victim war culture we're in? Yeah. I mean, one, it's the only way that we can stand firm. So let's start there, yeah, right? It's, it's the only firm foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think it's I think it's imperative to to start there. Uh, then I think it's I think it's critical to, to get in spaces and places where where you're learning how to how to unpack the scriptures for this biblical worldview, right? I, I'll t I'll tell you some practical things that I did that helped me from the beginning. Like there, there was a, a a long time ago. Uh, I want to say focus on the family did this. Uh, truth project. You guys ever you guys you guys ever get get a, get get your arms around that? It's a it's a twelve week kind of a series that really walks you through kind of a, a what what the basics of a biblical worldview. Uh, so I got in a class. Gosh, that had to be almost a decade ago. Where I got in a class and sat and walked through. Now I'm like, oh my goodness, this is this is what a biblical worldview is. And then I think from there, uh, grabbing systematic theologies uh, and understanding how scriptures tie together how how the ideas go from from genesis all the way through revelation mm -hmm. I, I love uh I, I love what what my man stephen lawson uh says about this he says if if you if you sit if, if you got the word of god in front of you and you you pull a string in genesis the the the, the paper in revelation would crinkle mm -hmm. right yes. why because 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 the, the the scriptures are all tied together uh they, they, they they're they're a tapestry of, of God's perfect design. And so I think of it in, in those kinds of ways. I, I think systematic theologies are wonderful. I think grabbing uh, a, a creed, uh, you know, I'm a 1689 guy, uh, 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, those kinds of things, studying those kinds of things are incredibly helpful. And then when particular issues arise, uh, like what we see currently in culture with CRT, uh, one of the tools that, that I thought was incredibly beneficial was the statement on social justice in the gospel. Amen. Uh, that, 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 you know, as, as that came out, you could take that, that, that tool, uh, walk through the scriptures as it explains the nature of God, the nature of man, and how we're to function in, in this life. I think So those are, those are some practical things that people can get their arms around, look at, unpack, and know a little bit more about how to navigate what we're, what we're encountering.
Yeah, that's phenomenal. This is fantastic, <laughs> fantastic resources. It, it was funny when when that statement on social justice and the gospel came out, and the internet was getting their panties all in a bunch. I was just like, "Do these people not read their Bibles?" Right, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm feeling bad because all these people are writing articles about it and yep. like you know trying yep. to you know. I'm like, why are we not? I'm like, what's going on over here? I'm reading the thing and I'm like. Scratching my head, trying to like. I feel it's like this is just complicated. Everything not. was so simple. It's just. It's it just. So yep. I mean, I guess even I guess even simple stuff can be controversial sometimes, can it? Dang. Yeah. Well, I believe we all put our names on that as from our church, didn't we? Heck yeah. We yeah, did. we did. Yep. We're we're all yep. up on there. <laughs> yep. But um, the, it's funny too because there's a there's a there's something that the culture is missing, and that that the Bible has. That, that God gives, he, he gives us, right? And that is hope. Because yeah. everywhere I look, this these intersectional classes that are, are designed, these victim classes are designed to to battle each one each another out for nothing. The, what's the prize at the end? What do you win? Uh, for because it's only for a moment anyway that's it's and then it's gone because the next issue is crept up and there's no there's no firm foundational hope and and i i I, you look at you look what's happening inside of the 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 transgender movement and and how now just over the the past few five years where this where the, the the amount of chemicals and surgeries are being done and we already have people that are that are broken trying to pick themselves up out of this this intersectional identity they've created for themselves and the only place to find hope through something like that is God's word and right. and all of these practical pieces they're they're perfect because because a, a systematic theology is going to connect you with not only it's not, it's it's fluffy to say oh there's hope here but it connects with you to this depth that God has given of why that hope is so strong. And the creeds connect connect you to those points of knowledge where this systematic theology then gets applied out into everyday life. And that hope begins to broaden. And and I think there there's so much joy there. There's just so much good joy. And I, I know that, you know, somebody like Doug Wilson doesn't subscribe to the London Baptist. I think he goes more, you know, Westminster, baby Baptist. Yeah. I don't know what they do with the kids. It's a horrible thing, you know, <laughs> just dunking them under the water or something. <laughs> but, but, but he always calls for for us to be happy warriors. We should be happy warriors yeah. in this. And I, uh, I, I, I just love, I, I love that you were able to give us bullet points. Jesse's like, oh, this is great. He's just giving you bullet just, points. I will write these down. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that. That was great. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I. I intersectionality is not designed to provide hope to the individual that embraces it. Mm. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a leverage of power for, for the ones who've invented it. Right. So, so Kimberly, Kimberly Crenshaw invents it, invents the idea, a bunch of lawyers, uh, 1989 gather together in Wisconsin of all places, uh, and, and come up with these ideas around critical race theory. Uh, her idea is in, in an effort to galvanize other classes, other groups of people, uh, that, 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 that she'll design this, this intersectional uh, uh, kind of coalition, if you will, of, of people. And, and, and where they connect is at the point of victimhood that they encounter but from, 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 the, from the hegemonic powers that be, the, the, the white, cis, you know, uh, white cisgendered males. Mm. And so, you know, they, they, they're not, they're not, there's no hope in identifying your, your victimhood class. That, that, that's hopelessness, right? Mm. And that, that's, being sold, that's being sold as something positive. The only person that gains from that is the person who sold you the identity in the first place mm. because now you've got to get back to them either, either money or resources or time or energy uh, in, in an effort for them to explain the next step to you. So, so they, 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 then, they then become, become the, they then become gods themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole, that, that whole system is absolutely corrupted. So it can only be built if it's to be rebuilt on the foundation, which is Christ and him crucified. And, oh, and, and that, that in and of itself, the, the, the word of God tells us that, that we need to, we need to die to self, right? We need to, yes. we need to, we, I mean, it, it's, it's the complete opposite. They're trying to identify with some, 
intersectional victimhood in an effort to, 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 be, to be lost, uh, in, in an effort to be, you know, to, to give up power, uh, or, at least to, or at least to try to obtain power through a, through a victimhood status. And Christ says, look, you're, you're lost and broken, but, but I've come to give you life and life abundantly Amen. Uh, ba- based upon what he's done, his finished work, uh, not any work that we have to do. So uh, to- total hope in the Christian worldview, total hope in the message of the gospel, total hopelessness uh, in intersectionality and, and any kind of identifying marker uh, that, that, that's, that's based upon something temporal anyway. Mm. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I think our mom's gonna. I think I think our mom is gonna just unsubscribe from our podcast and just keep listening to the Just Thinking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're once a week, so she's got to fill the yeah, time because they're fill they're a little more sporadic now. That's it's yeah, so it's, they, it's so kind of them because you know Virgin there they're like let's open up some space for some other podcasts. You know we don't need to do this all the time. <laughs> Y'all look crazy, man. Y'all look crazy. Man. Plus Daryl's over there in that big You're that like, big GTY that big Grace to you you know room. Uh-huh. Now he's got a he's got a he's got a large amount of stuff he's got to do too. Yes, Virgil's all over the country. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's good. You opened up space for us, so we're thankful. There's <laughs> nothing like a mother's love, and just, you know, <laughs> just pray that she keeps loving us. <laughs> She'll have a choice. I don't know. She's stuck. Yeah, she uh, is. boy, she is just so stuck. Anyway, uh, I I feel like this is the perfect transition because we keep mentioning this G3 regional conference, you know, we're just yeah. teasing it on the outer edges here. And it's all about uh, the Bible. It's such a focus of the conference this year. But I had to ask you guys, like, one more Bible conference, really? Like, we needed a, we needed a Bible conference? Did we? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so so did you, did you just want to aim at something that's already overdone so you could say you did it better? Was that the goal? <laughs> no 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 that wasn't the goal i will tell you that we we thought long and hard about kind of what what we wanted to do and and a number number of factors came together to help uh this to happen one was um josh vice founder and president of g3 really wanted to take uh, a, a regional approach to conferences uh so that a they could become smaller and more intimate uh, B, we could be in spaces and places where gospel light was dim. Uh, so as he be, as, as he kind of put, put that out, pushed that out, we, we, we began thinking about where where should we go, what should we do, and what will this look like? Um, we, you know, we were we were always thinking about the, kind of the northeast. We we're thinking northeast. We we're thinking northwest, like Washington, Oregon. So those are the those are the places in Washington State, Oregon. Uh, we're thinking, you know, okay, Washington D.C. Uh, we, we, we played around with Jersey, actually. Oh. Uh, we played around, yeah, yeah. We played around with New York, uh, trying to figure out where we could land in some of those in some of those those spots. And uh, we we recognized we had the Bible Museum right in our right right, right in the backyard of, of D.C. We couldn't think of an, a better place where gospel light is actually dim. Uh, mm. So D.C. Mm. was a was a good spot. And and as we thought about the venue and thought about the fact that everything that we see currently in culture is an absolute onslaught attack a frontal attack against the sufficiency of the word of god mm-hmm. uh, e- either from 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 set from secular cultures from secular ideology challenging what what a woman is what a man is mm-hmm. uh, challenging the nature of race or race says challenging all you know did god really say is his word really true so all of those things culture is is wrestling with but in addition to culture uh evangelicalism is trying to figure out what, what, what's a pastor, right? Is, is, is a pastor a woman? Is a pastor a man? What, is, what, are, what are we doing there? So our thought was... This well, is, I mean, some a... some people in evangelicalism. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Our, 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 our thought was we, we've got to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's imperative for us to open up the Word of God and to, and to show and demonstrate uh, that, that it is sufficient to handle every issue that, that we face. And so that's, that was the thought behind it, and uh, we decided to, to push in that direction. And, uh, man, what we've got coming is absolutely powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, I keep getting these emails, like, updated lists. Uh, oh, who's coming now? Who's going to yeah, be speaking Yeah, I'm now? like, what's going on? I'm like, wow, this is a way bigger <laughs> conference than I registered for, but uh, this is great. <laughs> so I, I, if yeah. you're willing, I mean, if you want to run down uh, – who 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 will be speaking at the conference uh, in, yeah. in DC? Yeah, we've got Stephen Lawson who will be there. Man, he's he's just gonna he's gonna just 
tear the house down every night. I think he's preaching on on m- most evenings. So you're gonna go. You're gonna leave out. You're gonna leave out of there with your hair on fire if you have any. No. I'm <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He, he's gonna he's gonna wreck house. So Stephen Lawson will be there. We 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 definitely have Dr. James White. Uh, mm-hmm. He's gonna be there. He's gonna cover so many areas from a historic perspective, mm. uh, you know, from from a manuscript perspective, uh, you know, from from a, from the idea how 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 did the text come together? Uh, you know, can can we believe what's what's there? Uh, th- there's gonna be just that 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 whole academic aspect for 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 eggheads, nerds like me and others. Uh, who enjoy that kind of thing, <clears throat> he'll be there to, to do that. Uh, Josh Bice, uh, my pastor, who who brings fire every every week when I get to hear him, and uh, and so I know that uh, that that he's gonna just gonna just tear it up. Uh, in addition, you got you got yours truly. Uh, I'll be there uh, uh, talking primarily from a from a cultural perspective. Um, Daryl Harrison, uh, my, my my brother, the bishop. Uh, he'll be he'll be there. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be in the building. Uh, Scott Annual, my, my my dear brother, the executive vice president and uh, editor in chief of G three. Listen, I, I'm, I keep telling folks, y'all don't want to sleep on one Scott Annual. Uh, that that brother is an absolute monster. Uh, you'll get a chance to experience a little bit of that at this regional. Uh, if you haven't, I mean, he's he's a, a, a prior seminary professor who's now with us and he's just cranking out ridiculous amounts of content. Uh, his, his, his wheelhouse is in the area of worship, but man, he's going to be, I'm excited to hear his message mainly because I coming out of a, out of a, uh, a Pentecostal kind of background, like I did, he's going to talk about biblical sufficiency as it relates to, uh, the, 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 the Holy spirit, mm. uh, how, how in, in, in so many circles, uh, our idea of, of, uh, of, of revelation is revelation by the spirit. Uh, and, and, and rather than understanding that the spirit has revealed who God is through his work, through his word, and that that word is sufficient. Uh, we don't need we don't need some extraordinary uh, you know, revelation from God or word from God. Uh, but he's, he's going to unpack that in a way that's that, awesome. That, that I don't think, yeah, that I don't think has been done before. So I can't I can't wait to hear hear his session you mean i should throw i should throw out my zodiac signs and stuff like that yeah you yeah you should should probably throw that away Oh, okay all right right. (laughs) we're trying we're trying virtual he's he's a slow he's a slow process he's getting there i get it man i get it i get it and then in in addition man we just thought you know uh delano is actually in dc he lives there i was gonna say he's right next door i mean yeah he's he's in the backyard and then and then our, our dear friend jenna ellis uh, is 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 in that area as well. We communicate with her pretty pretty regularly, pretty regularly, uh, both my personally and then with with G three. And so she's she's a dear dear sister. She's going to be speaking in a breakout to some of the ladies. Uh, man, we folks folks we're, we're paying us like you got a woman speaking. I'm like, come on, y'all. We we y'all know we're complimentary and let's not get twisted. You know, um, at the at the same time, uh, one of the things that, that 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 I love about about my sister. Jenna is she, she's very strictly complementarian as well. Um, in fact, when Daryl and I did an episode uh, of our podcast uh, about you know it was called um, has has God said and it was about women pastors uh, it, you know women in the pulpit and, and, mm-hmm. and how that that's not what God has said and, and that's not how we how we do it. She was so excited about the uh, about our episode. She asked us. Uh, to come on to her show, the, the Jenna Ellis show, and talk about it. So, so if anybody's questioning whether or not you know, a we've we've missed it, or b she's got some misgivings about her role there, they're absolutely just flawed in their thinking. Mm. So she, anyway, she's long, long, long explanation to say she's coming uh, to do a breakout, speak with the ladies, and I'm hopeful to have now that I've got Delano there, I've got I've got uh, Jenna there. I want to have a conversation about public policy. Uh, and about yes. you, asked the, yeah, you asked the question earlier, you know, how, how, how does this stuff play out in real life? Like, what does this look like? I mean, we've got all of this theological stuff, you know, that, that, that may, that may be, be cool for, for folks who are like you and me who love theology. But what does that mean in my day to day interactions when I go to go to work and, and I have to deal with, you know, the, the, the woke mob that's that's at work? Right. They're, they're, they're telling me that if, if, if I post something on social media that goes against their, their religion, uh, then then I could get fired. How, how do I navigate that? Jenna, Jenna's got a 
background in constitutional law. And then, yep. and then what, what folks don't know about, about Delano uh, is he's, he has a master's degree from, from George Washington, uh, from, 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 from the George Washington University. And uh, he, he, he's a beast about you know, policy and public policy and, and how, how, how we navigate theology into those spaces. And so uh, great conversations with them. It, it, that will be a, a more kind of relaxed, kind of downplayed uh, type type deal, and uh, we'll just have a good time, and we'll record that for posterity uh, and share that uh, uh, in, in you know in the social media uh, space once we get it all all put together. So that that'll be kind of how that goes. But it's going to be an amazing amazing time, great conference. Uh, folks do not want to miss that one for sure. No, it sounds phenomenal. Uh, if you can get to uh, D.C., it's 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 you know D.C. Northern Virginia area. It's the whole Beltway. I mean, we're right. just gonna we're just gonna take it take it all over. I don't know why why we gotta wait, but uh, just to make sure everybody knows, it is uh, it is Thursday, September fifteenth to Saturday, September seventeenth, and you can find you you gotta search just thinking about the Bible. It's just like just thinking about, about the Bible, okay? The Bible. About the Bible. So you just take the podcast with Virgil and Daryl, and just thinking about the Bible, and you'll you'll be able to find all of the resources there and get tickets to that and there are still i'm looking at right now i mean you still got some tickets left but i would hurry yeah yeah it's a it's definitely a more intimate let me do this for your for your folks man uh let's let's do this let's do a uh, let's do it let's do a code man where they oh, get some no they, they they can get a nice they can get a nice discount in fact here's here's what i'll do man i'm gonna do a uh i'm gonna do a i'm gonna do a 30 percent off uh i'll put this in tonight so when this airs tomorrow i'll have to write this down <laughs> I'm gonna do a thirty percent. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a thirty percent off. It's gonna be G three uh, CF for Carpe Fide. How about that? Oh, oh that's man. awesome. That's very kind of you. That is spicy. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Thank well, you, sir. We we would uh, we so, would. So that love... that way that way that way we'll know. Yeah, that way we'll know we'll know when y'all when your people come through. So we'll we'll drop thirty percent off on that. That's awesome. We uh, we do have. We can fly some people down from Canada, right? We can get them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the rules are about crossing borders. Oh, yet, the rules but... on coming in from Canada are rough oh, right now. A vaccine, no, no vaccine, well, quarantine. It's, it's not so much coming this way; it's going back. Yeah, like, they don't let you back in. They got a the, the the Canadian pastor we interviewed on our last episode. He was saying they've got to install an app, and it asks all your personal data, and it tracks your geolocation, makes sure you're staying at the right spot, and. I'm just like, is it the World Health? Is it is it the World Economic Forum app? Because it sounds like it's Klaus Schwab. It's just Klaus Schwab. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. That's awesome. We will definitely be promoting that. That's fantastic. Cool. Yep, yep. I'll have the, I'll have that up as soon as soon as we get off. I'll I'll punch it in and it'll be ready to go. In fact, I'll text you guys so a that you have it and you know what what it looks like. You can promote it as much as you want. That's awesome. awesome. I appreciate that. Thank we you. Will, uh, we, we will do yep. our part to uh, to promote it because well, one, we're super excited to be there, and uh, two, this content's phenomenal. And I don't know why anyone would not be there if they could get there. Uh, so I mean, I'm just I'm not saying if you really want to, we we can really spice it up. Like we can like throw on if you need a, a room, we may have one or two beds available at the uh, Carpe Fide Complex. I'm just saying. We went. We went. We went hard. We went hard about going to. Anyway, there's neither here nor there. We'll have to. We'll have to do that promotion on our on our own. <laughs> Daryl's like, I ain't putting that on a website, guys. I don't know what you guys. <laughs> it's a special package. Special package. All right. Uh, this is this is a personal question. This is a personal question, Virgil. Okay. Coming from okay. us. Okay. Coming from us. If you had to yeah. look out at the vast sea of G three vendors, okay, and there's so many. Right. And you were to look at all the space that they take up and, and how they each have their own unique qualities. Who would you say has the most yes. amazing vendor booth exhibit at the G3 conference? And this is important. I think we, we all want to know. Wow, bro. You put me in a spot, man. <laughs> He's like, you know, I have to promote these conferences, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, if there was a if there was a booth, a vendor exhibit that you could see right. from just right. about anywhere right. on the exhibit floor, <laughs> right, right. Who's? I mean, it's got to be that booth, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's got to be the weird nuts that that made a two story (laughs) tower, right? Those weird guys. At the Carve Fide podcast. Oh my gosh! Listen, let me t- let me tell you something. I I, w- I will say this about y'all from from the time that I I got a chance to meet you at the National G three. I I said those cats know how to have a good time. They know how to have a good time. And That's they, for sure. And for the glory of the Lord, if there's anything doing worth doing, is worth doing right. That's right. That's right. I know no you were. Fl- I know you were pulling out the. Uh, you were pulling out the insurance agreement. Like, all right, how high can we have these vendors go right now? I don't know if this is okay. How much do we pay out if that falls on on Vody? He <laughs> was right behind us. Oh my goodness. Anyway, oh man, that was a great story, by the way, from the conference. We were so. I don't. I know you guys didn't necessarily do it on purpose, but we were able to minister to Vody. And his family, it was crazy. Yeah. He was getting overwhelmed. His kids were getting overwhelmed. He poked his head through like, hey, can you guys help us? And we're just like, I'm so sorry. Was that Vody? Did Vody Did he just ask us to? And, uh, First off, it was terrifying. We had no idea that that was going to happen. We're like, oh. And let's be honest. It's not like he's not. He's a rather imposing figure. I mean, <laughs> and uh, my dad was able to get to know his whole, his kids, and he's serving yeah. over there. It was so crazy. He just popped through the curtain yeah. and my. Oh, that was amazing. But anyway, um, if you're not, I hope you guys are very, very much encouraged uh, to to at least wander down the path. Look at this conference. See if you can set aside some time um, yep. because because the men that will be speaking and what they are speaking about, how to actually dive into the word of God in a way that will make you empowered to stand on it and 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 then push back the darkness of sin and depravity that yeah. you see around you everywhere. Uh, yeah. That that is what the goal is here. So if I hope I hope uh, listener, you're encouraged uh, to at least wander down the path. Look at these dates. Evaluate your time. Uh, we're 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 called to be redeeming the time, and we need to redeem it for the glory of the Lord. And this is a, a phenomenal way uh, that you can do that. So definitely go check that website out and look thirty percent off. I mean. G three CF, that's a great deal. You'd be right? a, be a fool. Not that's a great deal. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for that promo code when we were signing up as vendors though. Did you see that promo code? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that, that wasn't live. It wasn't live yet. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, Virgil, I just gotta thank you so much for coming on with us uh and, and chopping it up here. Um and bringing Anytime, you, man. It was it was phenomenal. Uh so I appreciate you and uh we are we are also very excited to also let you go and get some sleep and rest since you have a conference you're doing actively right now and you need to prep for that. So we pray that, that would you would go with God and uh and be blessed there to be able to bring that word in truth. Uh there's there's one way we do like to end our podcast every week and that is that we hope you, dear listener, are encouraged to seize, seize the faith. faith.